Baby shark. Baby shark. This is this is all too real because I have, I have a child. I literally can't get away from that song. Man, I didn't know anything about it until people started making jokes about it. Dude, it's like number 32 on top 40. It's hot. Yeah. Track's hot. I've seen clips of it getting played at nightclubs. James Corden did a clip of it. God. It's hot. Probably some mom wrote that. Track is kid. fire, bro. <laughs> Track is fire. Listen, I, you are missing an opportunity right now. You just need to create. Stop caring about you That's and true. what you want to do. That's step one. Make content for your child. Yeah. You'll be a billionaire just monet- before he makes it to I mean, he's school. a year and a half old. It's time to monetize him. If you, <laughs> you don't even have to use him. Just literally make stuff that he wants mm-hmm. and put that on the internet and make it clean. Dude. He will have a billy before he makes it to high school. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that'll be what college costs by the time he gets there. So. Man. We are here trying to help stimulate the middle class with music. Stop pressing CDs. What is the reason people don't hit publish? Fear. Consistent, quality content. Hey, guys. Vance and I want to answer your questions. Hit us up on Twitter at Vance Fight and at Tom Dupree the Third, and use the hashtag Music Stuff Show. Whether it's an idea for an episode or you just want a quick reply, we want to help. Hello, welcome to the Music Stuff Show, <laughs> where we break down the business of music to help you build a career doing what you love. <laughs> we're back, baby, and we're back in the right location. It's true. Last time Vance had to come to my house, which is why the audio sounded like to do. Because my uh, lounge area in the new studio is not treated yet. And so the sound reflected that. Which is ironic. Quite literally. He has the real studio. Right. <laughs> Still a work in progress. <laughs> Man, it's good to be back. Always. We are, this is round two of batching in the new year. Yep. We're coming up on the uh, one year anniversary. The full. The actual one year anniversary. Yeah. By the time this airs, we'll be close. This close, not yet. Yeah, close. I thought about doing the math on it, and then I didn't. Right. DIY. <laughs> Actually, one of the episodes today might be the year mark. We probably should check that after this one. That's probably a good point. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Year mark, coming soon. Hey. <laughs> so, you have a fact for me? I See, do. with your iPad Pro over there, do you need to hey. check it out? You need to consult... The IPA Pro. I did it, guys. We've been talking about it. It wasn't a lie. I've converted. You notice there's no ginormous iMac taking up half my world over here. It is funny, though, because now I feel like my speakers are just entirely too large for the space. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to not have... It's not a traditional setup now. You've just got speakers with nothing in between them, and it's kind of odd. You know what I mean? But it's mine. But it's yours. But I'm actually not going to consult that. Okay. Because I didn't get this fact from the internet. Mm. I learned this in real life the other day. Okay. And y'all might not care, but I actually thought this was super fascinating. Uh, So, lots of people drink coffee. I don't know about coffee, but I'm currently drinking tea in this incredible mug that uh, Tom got me for Christmas, too. Because Brandon (laughs) didn't have enough representation in our home. Uh, it's a very Craig-dominated coffee mug sitting it is. here. And He's been here longer, so yeah. you know we're very grateful. Yep. Glad it's here. It also 
I don't have a fancy wording for it since I'm just pouring it out of my brain since they told me. So sorry it's not as clever today. Did you know <clears throat> that if tea comes from leaves, it is caffeinated? And any form of decaffeinated tea actually isn't from a tea leaf. It's from other things that people steep. Interesting. Whether that's herbs or what, I don't know. Okay. Flowers that people steep. But if it is an actual tea leaf, tea leaves are caffeinated. Weird. And in order to be decaffeinated, I'm, I'm, maybe some big corporation has made a chemical way to take that out. But right. in the wild... <laughs> In if it's wild. a decaf tea, it's not actually a tea leaf. It's something else that's being steeped. Wow. That's cool. Right? Nature. I learned that from one of the managers at Crema the other day. Shout out to you guys for being super smart. Love to have a sponsor on the show. Free coffee. Yeah. Crema's <laughs> great. Dude, that's awesome. They didn't pay us to say that, but they are great. Yeah, they are great. They have really good coffee. Dude, I had um, like pour over coffee. So I've had it at... Uh, what's the place in East Nashville, Barista Parlor, that only does pour over because it takes an hour to get your coffee? Um, <laughs> so true. But, I mean, it's really good. It just takes a while. I can't go to the one in East. You can't? I'm it's not too cool hip. enough. It's pretty pretty damn hip. The, the Germantown one, great. Everybody's super yeah. chill. Love you guys over there. But the East Nashville one, I do not have enough hipster street cred. To... I, can, I can get down over there. <laughs> <laughs> I got no problem with that. Um but I had my mother-in-law on Christmas morning brought over this new pour-over kit that she had gotten and made us pour-over coffee at home. Mm. Dude, it was incredible. It was like the difference between that and this like Keurig cup mm. that's in here was staggering. Like it, um, I was able to finish the entire cup with no none of the like crap at the bottom. You know what I mean? Mm. You get in there with the Keurig stuff. It was amazing. So smooth. It is God, good. I sound like a damn hipster right now. This is ridiculous. True. I'm a business hipster. <laughs> a bister? Bister? A businessman? His- <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really bad. <laughs> that sounds like something you gotta go to your doctor and check. Yeah, it really does. I got the hisness. Yeah, I gotta gotta get it checked out again. <laughs> The hipsness? God. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> uh, oh, also inspired by a conversation in the real world the other day. Uh, you gotta get, you gotta stay at home more, bro. This is too much real I world. I know. I've been out living yeah. in the daylight. Uh, talked to a guy that used to be an artist, took some time off, is going back to being an artist. Uh, and he asked me my opinion on where I would spend my money on a marketing budget. And I gave him my opinion. But then we decided uh, it would be fun to kind of unpack on the show that yeah. at different scales. And that's what yeah. we're talking about. And that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> so, yeah, we we, uh, we kind of primed this one a little bit before we started recording. But there's like this like natural progression that we've kind of agreed upon that we both think works for this, which is... What, like, so your first priority, if you're going to spend money anywhere, is to spend money on making music. Hands down. That's without question. Without, yeah. no debate. And I personally think the long run it's worth it to invest into being able 
to create your own music without other people involved. Totally agree. Or at least minimal involvement. Like the smaller Yeah, like maybe you can create it, but you might need to pay somebody to mix it or master it. Yeah. It's fine. I think the farthest you can take the music on your own, in your own space, with your own laptop or iPad or whatever, Mm -hmm. I think that should be your number one priority. Yeah. If you don't care and don't want to do that and don't want to learn that, then I think your money should first go to being able to put a song out every single month. Agree. Yeah. I think 12 songs a year, one a month is really should be your minimum. Yes. Goal. Absolutely. Because that's an album a year, basically. Yes. And that's twice as much as the traditional model. Yes. Which is perfect. So if you're not doing that, I wouldn't spend your money anywhere else. I would post about it on the internet while you do it. But step one or bracket one. Yeah. Tax tier one. Yeah. I would get to. A song a month. Yeah. I really, I'm glad that you said spending money on doing as much of it on your own as you can. Like, you, if you were to hire out, if you can't play anything, I mean, there are artists out there who can't play a lick of music. All they do is sing, and they have entire businesses built around just them being the lead singer. Mm-hmm. But they don't play anything, they don't mix anything, they do nothing. I mean, that's a lot of money and manpower that it costs to just have one recording made. Mm-hmm. And that's a substantial budget. I mean, if you're going to hire anybody who's worth their salt at all in the form of session players or mix engineers or mastering engineers or whatever, like, it costs money. So if you can remove some of those pieces, I think that's a strong move. Like, And you don't have to go out and buy a bunch of... Like gear, we're definitely not gear people. No, but you can, like, if you just go out and get just get Logic for your computer was two hundred bucks, or if you just get GarageBand, which comes for free on your computer, anything to get started. Like, if you can create a full track and then get somebody else to mix it, that's a huge win. So I think, it, like, spending basically spending the money on your own education, like yeah. invest into yourself. That's a great place to start with it. And then recognize when uh, Chris Nicotine was on the show, he talked about recognizing your strengths and your weaknesses. He was like, I'm not a mix engineer. I know I'm not. So I pay to have somebody mix mm-hmm. my stuff. Like being realistic with yourself about like, am I, am I good enough at this? Do I have the capacity to become good enough at this? Mm-hmm. And if I do, do I want to invest my time and money into that? Yeah. So being realistic with yourself, but investing into your own education and ability to do it yourself is strong, especially in today's world, because not only does that translate to moving faster, but it also opens up an avenue to additional revenue streams for you down the road, which is a huge win as well Mm -hmm. for people who don't take those steps and don't listen to this show because they uh, don't know what they're doing with their life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I would also say too, to like kind of put it in perspective, I know this can be a number that's way lower. I know this can be a number that can be way higher, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to buy a name, which, by the way, buying a name like a producer and spending $30,000 on a track isn't going to make your track amazing. No. The and average listener doesn't care if you know Chris Lord Algae mixed your song. They don't even know who that is. Yeah. Is it, are they great at their job? Do they have their name for a reason? Absolutely. Sure. But you're not going to break because you've got a person on this track. That being said, uh, I would say a, a fair middle-of-the-road indie budget 
typically is somewhere between a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a track. Yeah, in the indie realm, totally. You know, again, could be way lower if you got a homie. Yeah. Could be way higher if it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're trying to put out twelve songs or a record, mm-hmm. that's twelve thousand dollars, fifteen thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars, eighteen thousand dollars. Because I had to do the math because I couldn't do it in my head. Yeah. If you could spend half of that and have every single thing you ever could need to be able to do a project independently mm-hmm. and get off the ground. Yeah. Like, you don't need to spend billions of dollars on gear, mm-hmm. but the essential just getting from A to B, recording sound that is clean, you know, mm-hmm. and something that can function for each instrument that you need to do, drums, bass, guitar, keys, you could mm-hmm. you could spend 12 grand to have somebody else do it. You could easily spend 6 grand and have great stuff for all of those things that mm-hmm. You could spend way less than that and still be up and running, yeah. for sure. But then, and then the pressure is simply on you to put in the work to learn those things and to get good at them. Exactly. And that, but that doesn't require any financial investment at that point. That's simply an investment of your time. Yes. And if you want it bad enough, you'll put in the time when and wherever you can find it. Like even if you have a full time job, mm-hmm. your five to nine can be filled with working on that. If you have kids then you're 9 to 12 yeah. can be filled with that. Like, trust me, I have a kid. I understand. Yeah. Like, you put it in where you can get it. Yeah. But you have to see the vision and stick to it. I think it also, even that scales based on what you're doing. Because if mm-hmm. you're in a band, you're sharing the weight. Totally. Because if you've got a drummer, bass player, guitarist, keyboard player, they probably have a drum kit, a bass, mm-hmm. a guitar, and <laughs> keys. That's right. So... Even there, really all you need at that point is a device, mm-hmm. laptop, iPad, whatever, yeah, and some sort of DAW mm-hmm. that will record audio, yep. which in a collective is real cheap. Logic is like 200 bucks, it's I think. 200 bucks. So 50 bucks a person in your Garage band. Band is free. And it's it is. $5 or $6 on your phone or iPad. Yeah. You know, use what you can mm-hmm. because this is a piece that people forget. Getting more expensive stuff doesn't teach you how to use this stuff. Totally. So if you can't make something sound cool in GarageBand, you're not going to magically be able to make it sound great in Logic or mm-hmm. magically be able to make or it a, sound great yeah. in Pro Tools or whatever. Or at Ocean Way Studio A yeah. with all the outboard gear known to man. Yeah. So you're not going to know how to use it. All of this to beat the dead horse. Take the time to learn how to use the stuff. Mm-hmm. And phase one, get to where you're putting out a song a month. Yep. First priority. First priority. And until then, your money should go towards facilitating you being able to put out a song every month. Totally agree. Phase two. Phase two. Every song you put out should have visual content attached to it. Most notably, there should be some sort of video portion of your song, whether it's a lyric video, whether it's some interesting animation that goes along with it, or a full-fledged music video. There's got to be some sort of visual element that's attached to that song. And then out of that visual element, there needs to be, you need to have 365 days of micro content to attach to every song every month. Like 31 days every month needs to be around that song and making that song or whatever. But every song has to have a dedicated video thing to it. And here's the beauty of that. If you're doing it, 
in on a monthly schedule mm -hmm. like you have your own cal like calendar of content mm -hmm. if you are putting out a song every month and putting out a music video every month it shouldn't be an issue mm -hmm. because really so you need 14 photos mm -hmm. of you creating the song right divided between your four people or you and your person that's producing on a laptop mm -hmm. so all you got to do is get 14 clips from that and 14 yeah. clips to pull from the music video that you made for that behind yeah. the scenes, the process, the people involved. Yep. And just do that every month. Yep. We'll go infinitely farther than trying to have one song and put it in front of like whoever you can find and beat it to death for the next right 18 months. That's exactly right. And just like utilizing your the accessibility of people on social media, on the internet, of just like, I mean, DM people, message people, comment on other people's stuff. Like, don't do the douchey comment like, hey, I got I got a new song, shit's fire, check it out. Like, give, and then hope that somebody comes and checks out your stuff too. Because mm -hmm. if it's good, they're going to be attracted to it. They're going to attach to it when they hear it. Yeah. So... But yeah, you've got to you've got to be creating video and visual content around it. And like, I mean, like you said, it breaks down pretty easy. You have half of it's just making it, and the other half is attached to the actual like video thing. And hell, half of that can just be like posting promotional clips of the song with like a clip of that video. Like, mm -hmm. it's not you don't have to overthink it. No, it doesn't take a whole lot to have a presence that's lasting yeah so then phase three i'm gonna actually step it back to phase two just to okay. bring it back to the money since okay. that was kind of oh, the yeah, yeah, umbrella yeah. uh i also feel the same way about visual content as i do about creating music mm -hmm. i think there are way too many resources yeah. that do not take a long time to learn yeah. on youtube mm -hmm. that man I would say even more so than a producer, mm -hmm. the gambit of what a, a video can cost you, depending on oh what city God. you're in, yeah. from, it, insane across the mm -hmm. board. You, you know? can, and you can do a lot on your phone, man. You to mitigate that cost. Yeah. Number one, if you don't have any money or budget, but you still are at a place where you have the resources that you're putting out a song a month, a good for you. You're what this show is about. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, if you have a phone that has come out in the past two years mm -hmm. use that you've got 4k so good enough <clears throat> make it work yeah let's say you're ready to take that to the next level because this is where you're at you have a little bit of money mm -hmm. that you're like okay how do i take this to the next level mm -hmm. then i would probably buy yourself a nicer prosumer level dslr mm -hmm. uh just so that you have a little bit more control Mm -hmm. over what you're shooting because honestly that's probably my biggest beef with the iphone mm -hmm. there's some workarounds that are a little annoying it has the ability to shoot really well mm -hmm. but also just it takes some work to be able to use manual controls that the internal mm -hmm. <laughs> like processing in it is great yeah but because everything is pretty auto yeah you yeah yeah moral of the story if you're in that phase two you're ready to take that to the next level you're a band, duo, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, I realize if you're a solo person with nobody on your team that it starts to stretch yourself thin at a certain point to bear the weight of everything. So mm -hmm. 
if you got to hire out, do what you got to do. But if you're a team in any capacity, split the cost, buy a decent mid-level camera, mm -hmm. and one or all of you learn how to use any editing software. Yeah. Because honestly, I think learning how to edit video mm -hmm. is easier than learning how to edit audio. Totally agree. Uh, yeah. And then it's a one-time investment that you can constantly use mm -hmm. every single month. You take it to your show. Yep. You got better looking footage from your live show. Mm -hmm. That's where I'd spend your money. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, I think if you if there's any place where you're going to, if you have a budget to put money into, mm -hmm. I think the visual part is the thing where you get the most bang for your buck. I agree. Um, now, this is assuming that the music is of a certain caliber. Also agree. Right. So this music has to be a certain caliber to, to get there. But if you're going to put money anywhere, I would say take your marketing budget and just spend it. If you have a budget that's dedicated mm -hmm. for marketing, spend all of it on making visual content. Yes. Like I wouldn't even worry about running ads on anything. I would just make killer visual content. Yeah. Um, but then... If we can phase three it. Phase three. I'm okay. ready. So. <laughs> um, then if you have great music and killer visual content, then if you have money left over for a marketing, dedicated marketing budget, mm -hmm. I would only right now spend money in a way that gets your music in the earballs and your video on the eyeballs of people on social media. Yes. I would not... I wouldn't bother at all with traditional media of any sort. No print, no billboard, no urinal thing, none of that shit. I would only put money into getting into people's minds through social media, whether it's reaching out to like YouTubers to use your music in their vlog, mm -hmm. Twitch gamers to like, if you could get somebody to use your song as their free. Yeah, exactly. We're still free right now. This is now. still free. Like, reach out to somebody on Twitch who's like, who who would be like, reach out to many people. But if somebody's receptive, see if you can get your song to be their theme song mm -hmm. for their live streaming. You know, like at the beginning and the end of every stream, they play your song or something, whatever. Yeah, and here's where some of that grind comes in because I think some people mess up. Sorry, just wanted to throw this in. There. Yeah, no, you're good. I think some people are like, oh, I hit up Casey Neistat and right. he never got back to me. Dick. He's got 10 million followers, people. Right. That dude had to cancel mail time on his show because right. people sent him too much stuff and he felt bad right. that he was never getting to it. So now he's selling it all in a charity auction on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, I digress. Yeah. The moral of that is this kind of thing, which can have a huge return, mm -hmm. takes some of the grind because yeah. you need to hit up a hundred uh, different mm -hmm. vloggers. And be realistic, different too. Like, if you're, if, like, if T.I. drops a new track, mm -hmm. he can hit up Casey to get Casey to put it in a vlog. For sure. Totally. If I drop a new track, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. But if I drop a new track, I might be able to get you to use it All in day. a video. You know what I'm saying? Because Be realistic thing. about what, where you are and where somebody else is if that's commensurate with, with your position. Honestly, if you do anything even remotely hip-hop... Mm -hmm. You can hit up D-Rock, who is Gary V's totally. video guy, who constantly, mm -hmm. openly receives music to because 
they'll use music because mm-hmm. that's the thing people that are creating content need the music for it totally and then the loopholes of yeah. like oh i either have to use royalty free or mm-hmm. pay for this so if it's dope and fits their vibe it makes sense mm-hmm. it's a win-win for everybody but it does take the grind of expecting that mm-hmm. if you hit up 100 people 90 of them might say no yeah but if 10 people say yes that have any sort of following mm-hmm. a bunch of new people heard about your music yep and that goes further than youtube and twitch too like you can do it on Facebook. You can do it on Instagram. Like, uh, so the Facebook, inst- the Instagram algorithm is not as bad. The Facebook al- algorithm is terrible. It will identify songs and pull your video. They mm-hmm. have not, for whatever reason, they do not monetize and pay the artist or the writer like YouTube does. It's stupid. They need to fix it, but that's just where we are. So nobody on Facebook can realistically or reasonably use a popular label song mm-hmm. in any video, which means the people who create content for Facebook have to get music from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Why not you? Yep. <clears throat> you have control over your content. You have control over your music and where it goes. Give them the yes, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, that's open territory right there. Mm-hmm. So Facebook is a great one. Instagram is the same. Their their algorithm is not as strict as Facebook's, but it still does happen on Instagram. So again, use your content with influencers and creators on Instagram who need music for their stuff. Yep. Like, I mean, that's fish in a barrel, in my opinion. I agree. So, now that we've gotten to the free stuff, <laughs> where are we going to actually spend this money? <laughs> I, uh, it's hard to give a blanket answer on this, because you could do a master class on how to do this well. Totally. Uh, but I do, th- so, you're making content, you have songs every month, mm-hmm. you're at a phase where... You've got video gear and you're pumping out video content and it looks like movies because mm-hmm. you invested in yourself. Mm-hmm. This is assuming all of those things are happening. Mm-hmm. Then I would throw in one more caveat. I still wouldn't do this until you have the thousand real fans. Yeah. Uh, I would Because if you can't get a thousand people to like it for what it is, mm-hmm. putting in front of more people, you might get numbers that say, oh... A million people saw this. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean a million people like this. True. If you can get a thousand people to engage mm-hmm. that actually follow you, that you didn't pay for, mm-hmm. that aren't fake, that aren't bots, that aren't whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, essentially do the nicotine move. Where yeah. we'll link that episode because you should go check that yeah. one out. Assuming you get all of those things and you're to this place now, mm-hmm. then I would boost that same content you were creating to a very, very targeted audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, go hop on YouTube, Google it. You know, people can give you a more detailed version of yeah. this is how you do it. But on Facebook, like, I don't love it because I don't think people actively consume content on Facebook. So it's not yeah. really my... F- I, I think there's a greater equity on YouTube of people watching videos. There's like emotional <clears throat> investment into... And whether or not they're really... Yeah. Actually actively consuming that content. Yeah. But you can <clears throat> run ads on YouTube, on but you could run them against artists that are similar to you, mm-hmm. or you know videos that are talking about things that are. You can al- you can also run it against consumption of your video, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Like let's just say, like something I'm about to start trying for my business of session drumming mm-hmm. is running a video of just like either a cover or an original song that's drum driven, mm-hmm. and just pr- like boosting that video for like a you know a dollar a day for the whole year or mm-hmm. something like that 
And then I run an ad for like a 20 second ad at the beginning of a video on YouTube or in the middle of a video on Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. or just a print ad or visual ad on Facebook against people who have already watched the other video. Mm-hmm. So you've already got Facebook's probably not as much equity. Like you said, people don't invest as much and they don't actively watch as much. But for argument's sake, if anybody has watched your video for 30 seconds, mm-hmm. they're going to be semi-aware of what yeah. the deal is. And then when they see your ad, they're, they're going to connect the dots of saying, oh, this is that guy I saw that was doing this song. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. And he does this too. So you're kind of like, I mean, you're setting yourself up to win in a big way yeah. by doing it that way. So I'll let y'all know how that goes. Yeah. I Moral of the social advertising game. Wherever you do it, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, I would say... If you just hit the boost button and let it do whatever it does, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to reap a lot of benefit. Right. If you take the time to go see like behind the scenes of how targeting can work right. and take the time to build a really strong, like, this is who yeah. is going to be into my music. I guess that's what I meant by that. So, oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but selecting the audience. Being intentional with that because much, if you yeah. just hit promote, the money's probably not worth it. Totally. You know, you'll get some views on it, but it's never going to be people that mm-hmm. are actually right. wanting con- to consume that. Yeah. I'd also say this, I don't have any data to back this up, uh, but I I think this would be beneficial. I would be curious to see bands and artists run ads that are just their actual music. Because mm-hmm. I feel like everybody expects the ad and expects that and somebody mm-hmm. like selling you a course even when it's somebody doing their thing mm-hmm. i would genuinely i think you'd be more likely to have longer engagement in an ad if somebody's got to sit through that 5 15 30 seconds on youtube mm-hmm. if the ad is just your music video it's not mm-hmm. you sitting there selling it not you being yeah. like whatever i think if your music is dope your video is cool mm-hmm. i think that will go far in the musical world because yeah. people aren't going to be like, oh, how do I get through this ad? Right. Let me to make sure I turn on my ad blocker. How long right. till I can hit skip? I can tell you, I consume that on Instagram stories. If a band just posts a 15 second clip of their music video mm-hmm. and it's cool, I'll watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Most of the time on any of those ads, I'm skipping. Yep. But if it catches me, I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And if I really like it, then I'll swipe up or whatever, click yep. through and check out more. But I will, if it's just a video, I will definitely give it a shot. So I I think there is some equity and some value to be had by, like, even if you're advertising, just give them the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, then you've already made the content anyway, and you're just repurposing it for different places. Totally. So I think that would be huge. Yeah. Obviously, we've kind of, like, beat the whole social. Is there any outside of social media marketing or, you know, running Mm -hmm. ads on social? Is there anything outside of that if we've made it? To phase three, we have all these things in place. We're starting to get mm-hmm. some traction. Is there anywhere else you would spend your money in this day and age? On marketing? Mm-hmm. That I can think of off the top of my head. Um, and any, any weird outside-of-the-box thing you can think of that is going to hack people's attention. Mm-hmm. Make gifts for Giphy of your band or you doing something, mm-hmm. if you're an artist. Um like anything that is audio based, like getting onto somebody's podcast as a theme music, um, ringtones, like, you know what I mean? Can you still do that? I think you can. Yeah. 
But like <clears throat> little weird stuff like that that will hack people's attention. Like you want to always be reminding people that you exist, basically. That's marketing. And the more you remind them that you exist, the more apt they are to buy your product, which is listen to your music. Mm-hmm. So anything that you can do to hack people's attention, basically. Um, we've said this before, and I'll say it until like blue in the face. I think a t-shirt is one of the best sources of marketing you can have. It's a walking mm-hmm. billboard. You're going to make merchandise anyway. Make something with your band name on it that's really dope that people will want to wear. Don't do like fall tour 2018 with the dates on the back. That sucks. Nobody wants to wear that shirt. Well, most people don't. My mom might wear that shirt. But like make a cool shirt that has of your band name on it. Like that's free advertising. I would mostly agree with that. Yeah. I would actually say I I think if people know who you are, you can be cool. Mhm. And I'm not saying like don't try and make it cool. Mhm. Uh but if you're going to have a shirt and you're new and my mom doesn't know the name of your band mm-hmm. to where you're a household name, it needs to be so clear mm-hmm. because honestly, that stuff works. Yeah. Like a buddy of mine is like silly as it sounds, the amount of people that ask him about his company because he literally just has a black shirt mm-hmm. with his company name on it. Yeah. But the amount of people that stop him on the street in the grocery store mm-hmm. that are like, oh, what kind of media does this company do? Mm-hmm. Or what's this about? Yeah. I clarity so that people can recognize it. Like if you get super avant-garde and like, mm-hmm. you know, it might look cool. People yeah. that are already your fans might yeah. be like, oh, I love this shirt. Right. I think it would actually behoove you even more to have a simple shirt that's printed mm-hmm. on a really comfortable t-shirt. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I think people mess up there where... I'm not going to name names, but there are brands mm-hmm. that are cheaper totally. uh, for a reason. And like there are people and organizations that I love and want to support mm-hmm. that I would rep all day long, but I won't wear their shirt because of what it's printed on. Totally. Because it looks weird mm-hmm. on me, like doesn't fit my body well. It's yeah. not comfortable. Right. So instead, I never do it. Mm-hmm. So I think if you put it on the most comfortable t-shirt you can find or afford to buy mm-hmm. and a very clear logo yeah to where people are like man I, I wear this every single week yep so that it's coming up in conversation that to me goes super far mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that outside of that i and this is where you got to start using your own brain and mm-hmm. do what's best for your brand uh but collaboration man and i like yeah, I mean with artists because I think that's a huge source of promo mm-hmm. that's also free for everyone involved as long as everybody has some sort of audience to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. But even outside of other music, I think just getting like a little weird and like live experiences. Mm-hmm. And I don't even just mean like a show. Uh, man, like I always go back to skateboard shops. So like if you mm-hmm. play pop rock or punk rock music, mm-hmm. like how can you do something with them where like if your local mm-hmm. skate shop is doing some event or dropping a new deck or, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of a thing where you cram in to this little like 12 by 12 space mm-hmm. and throw a crazy little rock show yeah. in this small space that even if there's not lots of people, mm-hmm. the 20 people that are there are going to talk about it so much mm-hmm. because it was so, uh, 
you know, kind of off the yeah. off the wall. Like, oh, who is it? There's a there's a rapper from Atlanta that uh, man, I'm blanking on this. Did it at a did like an album release at a chicken and waffle shop. Nice, <laughs> but it was like the most pure yeah Atlanta yeah rap thing right that. But again, I think most people are like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Right. You just kind of got to like think outside of the box. Who's your crew? Mm-hmm. What is the world that you live in, like socially? Mm-hmm. You know, you're into it. You are yeah. not the only person yeah. into this thing. I'm not the only mm-hmm. about to be 30 year old that still loves pop rock music totally. and skateboarding Dude, and if, like, martial arts movies. In, in that genre, if you have this like, if your if your sound the ba- the sound of your band is this like wholesome happy go lucky sunshine thing mm-hmm. like you could literally just like set up a lemonade stand play your Dude. record on repeat and give away lemonade for free on a hot day that would be and amazing just like have merchandise or just like information available about your band QR codes they can scan to like save the album mm-hmm. on Spotify and literally give lemonade away for free yes. all day it would cost you nothing yeah like. Think about stuff like that, like outside of the box. But like, it has to identify with your brain. Like, if you're a speed metal band, mm-hmm. don't give away lemonade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe you give away like black licorice, like outside of a video game store or something. You know what I mean? But like, be thoughtful about. You do a show and like a laser that. tag. Yeah, totally. How sick would that That'd be? That'd be awesome. <laughs> but like that kind of thing, like you can. Dude, there's there's millions of ways to hack people's attention. But that's what I would say after that. Yeah. Once you. You make the content, you got your video set up going hard, mm-hmm. you've got your thousand real fans that are starting to be into what you do, and uh, you've done social ads. Mm-hmm. Honestly, maybe even before the social ads, I think at all points. Yeah. Because I don't think it has to cost money to do some of this stuff. I, I think depending on how extravagant you want to get, you can mm-hmm. definitely continue to grow your budget from there. Yeah. But I, yeah, how can you create these micro experiences in the real world mm-hmm. because I, I think people forget about that like the internet's a great tool we love the internet yeah. super grateful for the internet totally i think it's an amazing time to be alive but i also think that when everybody spends so much time and there's so much content mm-hmm. if you can take a little bit of effort think a little bit outside of the box yeah. to create something in the flesh mm-hmm. in the real world yep that everybody's going to be like whoa yeah that was cool or weird or different mm-hmm. enough to like when the kid goes back to school on Monday, they're like, guys, this was nuts. Right. I yeah. saw a rapper in a waffle shop. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> like, yeah. Even if it's not. Yeah, even if it's like, not. It could be terrible. You're still going to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, ideally, you want it to be cool. Right. But that's what I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we just laid out some pretty good stuff that, that you can try at home. So, Did we forget anything? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. And hit us up on Twitter, at Tom Dupree III and at Vance Fight. Love you guys. Thanks for watching and listening. Peace.